Hi, welcome. Amy here. And this is Jazz. And we're back for a second week in a row. Ooh, look at us yeah. being consistent. And trying our best. That's all you can do. Try your best, you know? XY. XX. Um, but guys, we have a very um different topic to discuss for today. Yeah, we're going a different route than we normally do. Yep. It's going to be a little touchy-feely, but not in the way that you think. Yeah, and that's okay because we need to get down to the serious business that is life, okay? We like to keep you guys on your toes. You never know what you're going to get with our episodes. You never even know if you're going to get an episode or not. Exactly. Also, with this episode, I kind of want to preface that some of this stuff can be a little bit heavy for some people who are triggered by sexual assault or any kind of sexual trauma. So if you're one of those people, go ahead and we'll let you leave us for uh, for this week. First, let's talk about why we thought it would be important to talk about this. We felt like we wanted to kind of lean off of talking so much about like sex in a more wanting way this is more discussing um um, things you don't want things that make you feel extremely uncomfortable as a male or female also it's pretty common because i feel like we can all think of one person or at least know someone who knows someone if it's not yourself that has gone through some sort of experience where they were uncomfortable and they didn't want what to happen what happened absolutely yeah and it's extremely sad honestly to think that it's like what is it? Seven out of seven, of seven out of ten people probably, and that's just like a number off the bat from the people I know. Yeah, seven out of ten people have at least gone through something sexually traumatizing, or even just been in a situation period where you've been a little bit uncomfortable, like things went a little bit too far. Even if you thought everything was going well, and then later on in the night, the guy or the person gets like ahead of themselves, and then you're like, wait, wait, I I, I didn't know that this was gonna go so quickly like i didn't know we were gonna get to this point so quickly and then you start feeling a little bit uncomfortable and then you leave that situation and you're like wait i i don't know if i completely wanted to do that the biggest problem is being like straightforward and being like no yeah like you're making me feel uncomfortable being vocal about it because he's not usually like this he's drunk he's just being like this because he's drunk like you're making a lot of people make excuses for why that person is making you feel uncomfortable either way it's not okay and that's a conversation that even if it is your friend or someone that you know that you can be like by the way that made me really uncomfortable I mean, it's for men too. Men get put in such uncomfortable position. It's not as likely it is for a woman to be put in an uncomfortable position, but or it's taboo to even say anything. Like I feel like as a man, it's like, what you mean? She's throwing her pussy at you. People will be like, what are you gay? Like this girl's literally on your body. Like what's going on? Yeah, and I and I honestly know quite a few men that like are extremely turned off by women that are drunk and they're trying to like pursue you. Like, or maybe it's just respectable that it's like no, it's a respect because thing. of that. Yeah, it's because they have respect for women. They can't find it attractive. Yeah, I've heard people say consent is sexy, and it deadass is. I I was talking to a guy that in one of our first encounters before things like started getting hot and heavy he like pulled away and he's like i'm not even gonna touch you unless you say it's okay and that just made me even more horny 
<laughs> I don't know. I made a guy feel uncomfortable once. It was a guy that I was talking to and that I was extremely wasted. And mind you, we we're talking. So like we've had sex before. I was like, so fucking pissed off because I'm trying to have sex with him, trying to unbuckle his pants. And he's just not with it. He's like pushing me off of him. He's like, stop. Like, I'm not going to touch you while you're drunk like this. And because I was so intoxicated and all I wanted to do was have sex, I was like, what? Automatically, a woman is offended the fact that she's getting rejected. So on top of like, the fact that your emotions are so much more intense while you're drunk and I'm being rejected, I was like, what the fuck do you mean you're not going to have sex with me? Yeah. And now that you think about it, it's like, I should have appreciated that. Yeah. Because he's trying not to... Take advantage of it. Yeah, you. exactly. A lot of these men, too, they're trying to stay safe because, like, they're not trying to catch a case, you know? Like, lines can get blurred when there's substances involved. What do you What do you think about when both partners, like, doesn't have to be a couple, it doesn't have to be anything, like, just in general, both genders are extremely intoxicated? Is it supposed to be more the responsibility as the man to say no? Um, no, I think both of you owe it to each other to be honest about what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And this is why I'm saying sometimes it's important to know who it is that you're getting into bed with. But it's crazy because you say a lot of things when you're drunk. You're not completely in control of what you want, like as if you were sober. But it doesn't make it an excuse. And that's why you have to be careful and cover yourself. Don't be having sex with extremely intoxicated people, especially if you don't know them well and you guys just started talking. I definitely have experienced like things that definitely traumatized me. I'm going to get a little bit honest. Um, oh, sure. One of my experiences was in college that I got extremely extremely intoxicated to the point that I blacked out and I was just, you know, just starting out to enjoy college and I got way past the point. Now that's my fault. So you don't have to say it's your fault. Well, I mean, you were just having fun. You're a freshman in college. That doesn't mean that it warranted you being uncomfortable for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I think that it, I still do blame myself in some sense for this situation that happened. Um, this guy that I was like this that this situation had occurred with was a guy that I had it had been like my first like like fuck buddy right okay. but I had ended things with him weeks before this like this night we're in his um you know dorm room because he's having a party and then all my group of friends are there we're all having fun and all of a sudden I just wake up from like having like flashbacks about what happened and I know damn well that I didn't want that to happen. Because I had told myself before the night even started that, thank God, I stopped talking to him because I don't want to have sex with him. It's like I still question myself, like, was I at fault because I got myself way past that point? Or was it his, like, it, I, how am I supposed to blame him as well? Well, maybe I think he was past that point. Coercion still counts as harassment. A person continues to being like, oh, come on, like, come on, we're having fun. Like, come on, you know, is still a form of harassment the scary part is that i don't remember yeah. and that's what so many people go through in being taken advantage of while drinking because they just don't remember if they said yes or no they don't remember if they really wanted to in that moment yeah. so was it consent or was it not consent i'm not blaming the other person only because of the fact that i don't remember how was it how like i'm not going to be one of those girls that just automatically blame the guy because in the situation it was i had to i have to have some control about my own actions one of my actions was the fact that I got past the point. 
it shouldn't be justified that because you were drinking, is that his fault or not? I don't know. I feel like past a certain point, especially if you're blacked out, that should be an indicator for the the other party. Like, okay, she's obviously not in her right senses. I'm not trying to take advantage of her. What if you're not? What if you want to wear a condom? You know, like you can't have that conversation. Bro, and I'm gonna. This is like the most honest I will ever be with you guys. But I had been using condoms with him the entire time that I had sex with him. And that night, I know we did not use a condom. And I know that's something I definitely did not want to do. So I just want to know, like, what what is it that I had said that night? Was it yes? No, please back off of me. And then he continued. Like, what? I have no idea. Yeah. And to this point, like, it still, like, comes back into my mind. Like, try to try to remember and just wouldn't get, like, a could the answers would not come to my head and imagine the amount of people who have live with that where they're haunted by the idea of what could have happened or like how you review it in your head and you're like was it my fault can i put the blame on him you shouldn't have to go through that i'm sorry i mean i mean it's also little little girls that go through this too little you know like like children that go through this and then they start to blame themselves because they don't know better. I'm not trying to say it's the same thing, but I'm saying it's a similar situation because I didn't know better while I was drunk. The only thing I can compare that to is like drinking and driving. Like yeah. when you're sober, you know you shouldn't drive when you're drinking. But when you're drinking, your intuition, like your inhibition is just, it's just everything's blurred. People really do think that they can drink and drive. I've been in i've been through traumatic shit when it comes to like drinking and driving and i definitely will not be getting into that but i'll get my ass out the car i'm like i'm not driving yeah but situations like that can get even scarier like imagine being fucking roofied at a party my roommate in college actually we went to a bar together it was a bar that we went to every single weekend like we knew the owners we knew the bartenders we knew the workers so it was like just a normal night and We used to go to the boys' bathroom because the girls' bathroom was always a long line and we knew all the bouncers. Mm -hmm. So dangerous. Don't ever fucking do that. But anyways, I was obviously intoxicated and I left her in the bathroom for a second. I'm pretty sure it was like two minutes. I even left her with someone who we weren't that familiar with. But I was like, can you just stay with her for a second? I'm just going to grab us a drink or I'm just going to put our coats away. It was something like super short like that. Yeah, I can picture this in my mind. Yeah, I wasn't there, but I'm saying after hearing what you're and (laughs) yeah so i left and when i came back this girl's on the floor she couldn't speak she couldn't like feel her legs we were like should we call an ambulance like should we just weed it out yeah we carried her onto the bus and back to my apartment at the time she didn't remember anything the following day thank god i went like straight back into the bathroom but like who knows what people's intentions are there are a lot of fucking sickos out there none of that shit's addressed it's a mental illness thank thank god you guys were there to witness everything that had been happening like my friends that night gone gone because why because they were fucked up i don't care i'm the annoying friend i don't let jasmine leave with anyone and that's that like my friends leaving with me like you know that's when you grow up to realize who your true friends are Never in my life would I ever let Amy leave with someone that I'm not comfortable with them leaving. Like, unless I trust them completely. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And I'm like that with anyone now. Like, anyone that I even become close to, I will protect you all because I've gone through something super traumatic. So I would never let someone do that. And that's why girls go to the bathroom together. And that's exactly why girls go to the bathroom (laughs) together. 
I feel like obviously like you were saying people doing stuff to little kids like fucking pedophiles or like even people who are so persistent when you go to the bar bro this world is sick it's sick mental illness low-key gets brushed under the rug like people who fucking think to like pedophilia that's a mental fucking illness something's not right with you and i feel like there needs to be more accessible like psych rehab centers that could maybe address that that aren't so expensive maybe set people up to like deal with that but because it's so taboo obviously you're never gonna say you're into fucking kids people do weird shit on the low and this is why now this is just a question before you get into it i just want to know your opinion so you know how mental illness is is very excused for criminal activity okay like serial killers and stuff one serial killers PTSD PTSD or like maybe they have um schizophrenia or whatever like whatever personality disorder whatever kind of disorder they have a lot of it is excused in court because of their illness but then how does how is it addressed do you feel like that it because of their mental illness do you think that certain crimes should be excused in terms of sexual and sexual assault no i think some people are a danger to society some people are registered sex offenders and that's because they took a piss on the street and got a ticket and like that put a fucking red dot on the map. But then there are people who are repeated offenders. That's the part where it's like that cannot be excused. I think that people with mental disorders, to a certain point, things aren't their fault, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that when it comes to huge situations like that, I am very much on the standpoint that they are aware of what they're doing yeah. and they should not be excused whatsoever. Yeah. They know that it's wrong, but this is my point is that some people who are mentally ill, like serial killers who just find the fucking need to just do this thing. That's horrible once in a while. Cause their brain, like literally it's their, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fucking excuse. It's a fucking excuse. I'm not saying it's right. It's no, obviously No, I'm just hor- saying horrible. that it's like the whole shit with like holding a gun, you know, to someone that's did nothing wrong to you, how that's not programmed in your mind, that's wrong. But also I think we live in New York, downstate New York, mind you, because upstate New York is a whole other playing field where- Whole other planet. Planet, but where people are into guns. Like- when I when I went to school upstate, no, I literally the United States in general. It's just the whole world yeah. in general. No, it's the, not whole, the whole world. Yes, it the is. The United States has a crazy obsession with guns. I don't oh, necessarily yeah. so, understand so it. Countries with their we, gang, with their gangs. You think that like El Salvador, Mexico, Colombia, all every country you could think of. You're telling me that that's not a thing. No, I'm just not saying not, it's not a thing. It's just not. It's just more accustomed there. I think mass, listen, I'm not even trying to sound uneducated on the pod because I want to have my facts straight, but I do believe that the U.S. has the most amount of mass shootings like that. But my point is, I don't know if these shootings are, (laughs) I don't know if these shootings are a result of people being raised around them. So it's so normalized people being bored and wanting to be recognized in the world as another shooter. People with mental illnesses who feel the need to hurt other people. I don't know if it's the parents. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I just know that it's scary to live in this world. It's really fucking scary. 
I think that people should have the right to bear arms, and that's my that's my real opinion. But I feel like the requirements to obtain and you know to allow to have a gun should be a lot stricter. You should fucking be tested by a psych psych a psych a psychologist psychiatric no psych no. I think I read something on Instagram of this country. I forgot which one it was. Where like in order to get a gun, you need to talk to a psychologist. You need to interview with the police department. You need to like go through a bunch of steps. But the thing is, (laughs) mental illness is barely addressed in this country, which is why. I don't know. I guess my opinion is that just because you have a mental disorder doesn't mean you should be excused for disgusting actions like that yes not excused but okay you obviously still have to live in this world so what is the solution you obviously still have to exist in society if you're not actively committing crimes and like you just have these weird creepy thoughts in your head how is it i think the help it just needs to be more available for people that have those those um those illnesses bro i can't even get a fucking appointment with a therapist just to seek help just to seek someone to talk to in general is such a weight Imagine someone who's fucking going through suicide wants to talk to someone and they can't get a they can't get in to talk to someone for six months. It's like that's what there's so many fucking issues in this world because there's not enough help to be offered. I think people just don't care enough. It's like, well, I'm gonna keep living my life. I'm not gonna stop what I'm doing to help out a certain crowd that's like, fuck them. They shouldn't even exist in the first place. Well, guess what? They do. Like, there needs to be, like, a pedophile rehab or something. Not rehab, but, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a specific psych center or some shit. Government-funded, because there's so many fucking creeps out there. But in addition to being uncomfortable and being fucking fearful of your life when you step outside, and I'm not even trying to put all the pressure on men or put all the weight on men, but I think men should be more mindful when it comes to what's too much like how many times are we at the bar and someone's like what's your name what's y'all names where y'all from do you guys have instagram and and we're just like clearly like huh you know just looking at each other or like looking away with our drink yeah just women get put in a lot of uncomfortable situations especially in a public setting like that i feel like you're so vocal about saying no get away from me yeah i mean it depends choose your battles because you never fucking know what people are capable of i always say that oh you're saying like what he could do after yeah, that what he could do after that you just never know people are crazy haven't you seen videos of girls who literally say no to men and then they get like punched in their face or like then after it's like oh you're ugly though anyway oh my god i know that's the thing that they get put in the- because then you're a bitch you're considered as a bitch if you say straight up no Get away from me. No, you're making me feel uncomfortable. No, can you please just like, can you like give me some space? Yeah, people are crazy. And that's the moral of the fucking story. People are crazy. Be careful. Always pay attention to your surroundings. I wanted to mention this also because I'm so guilty of it. But like when you're walking in the street, you have to be mindful of your fucking surroundings. You never know what's going to happen. And I'm so guilty of Being on my phone, like always looking down and not paying attention to what's going on. And yeah, that that could be. I only recently I only recently became like aware about my like walking in the street and being aware because now the location of my second job is such in a public area with people like 
being drunk in the street, like people like just out out like late at night. Yeah. Um. So when I'm walking back to my car, sometimes it's a little bit further. Um. Sometimes it's really close. Like I never, you know, depending on the parking spot. And bro, I have to have a taser. I have a pepper spray on my on my keychain, and I have a taser, literally because of just in case anything happens. Yeah, because it's happened to my coworkers. That's insane. Exactly, but be mindful of your surroundings. Look up from your phone when you're outside. I also read this statistics where this statistic where it's like. If you stay in your car after you do groceries, you're more likely to be like stuck up and like sex trafficked. And that shit is just be careful, y'all. We thought we'd spread some awareness to you. I do feel um happy that I was able to share a little bit of my um experience with you guys. Yeah, I really appreciate you being honest about that because you definitely did not have to, and other people can totally relate. I'm sure. As always, thank you guys for listening so much. A pleasure, as always. July 23rd is our event. July 23rd, July 23rd, July 23rd, July 23rd. It's going to be... July 23rd. It's going to be, like, we have so many surprises for you guys. It's coming together little by little. Just know the entrance will be the vibe for the night. Um, follow us. I'm at Feeding Feelings. And I'm JC Grisales underscore. Follow the pod at XYXX Podcast for updates. And hopefully see you guys next time. Maybe. Maybe. Depending on the week. No promises. Bye, guys. Bye.